podcast that will always be dedicated to growth, development, and motivational mastery. I am your host, Sensei Roger B. Hamilton. Thank you for joining us again today for another episode of the Round 12 podcast series. Let's go get it. Tips on separating life from work at home. Yes, challenging times are upon us. And while I have worked from my home office for more than 80% of my corporate career, it is not as simple as some might think, and it's worth it to make adjustments and preparation if it's new to you, and remember some of the valuable reminders if you are a veteran. This month, here in the year 2020, there are hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions of people taking refuge from the coronavirus. Not all, to be sure. Many of us have handled our positions this way for years. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, only 29% of Americans can work from home, including 1 in 20 service workers and more than half of information workers. So while servers are still holding down the restaurants, as an example, the technology sector has effectively gone remote. Amazon, Apple, Google, Twitter, and Airbnb have all asked at least some of their employees to stay away from the office. This virus outbreak has triggered an anxious trial run for remote work on a grand scale. What we learn in the next few months could help shape a future of work that honestly might have been inevitable either way, with or without a once in a century public health crisis. Even before the pandemic struck, remote work was accelerating in the U.S. The share of the labor force that works from home tripled in the past 15 years, according to the Federal Reserve. Two of the accelerants are obvious, living costs in metro cities and the highest density of knowledge workers in technology, such as Microsoft Teams that moves collaboration and gossip online. The beauty of working from home includes no soul-crushing commute, no managers or co-workers hanging over your shoulder, no one stealing your lunch from the office fridge. Remote work is theoretically wonderful, but it's not without its own share of challenges. Ask anyone who works remotely as a telecommuter or from home running their own business. It's not all rainbows and unicorns. A report from the United Nations International Labor Organization found that while employees are more productive when they work outside of the conventional office, they're also more vulnerable to working longer hours. A more intense work pace, work-home interference, and in some cases, greater stress. Greater stress, you say? 
How could that be without the other factors creeping in? If you talk with any variety of remote workers and they share their biggest challenges and how to overcome them, you'll discover that there is much more to this story than one can initially imagine. Whether you're thinking about working remotely or have been thrown into this mix recently with, with our current challenges, you'll be happier and more productive when you meet these challenges head on. Here are some things to consider and come to terms with when you begin working remotely. Working too much. One of the reasons many managers don't approve of remote work is they fear employees will slack off without that physical in-person oversight. But in fact, the opposite tends to be the reality. Remote workers are more likely to overwork. When your personal life and your work are both under the same roof, it's harder to switch work off. When does the workday start? When does the workday end? Creating a hard line between work and home is tough. And if you work for yourself as an entrepreneur, you might be in a consistent, never-ending sales mode, which can be exhausting. For 20 years, I had my business office here in my home. And much of that time, I worked a corporate position as well and handled them both from my office simultaneously. Let me tell you something. I know this game inside and out. And one of the things I would confess is, before I got a firm grasp, I had a hard time remembering to take breaks or stop work at a reasonable time, or even knowing when is a reasonable time to stop. I still sometimes feel pulled to go back to my laptop after the day has ended to check up on just one last email or finish one small thing, which ends up spiraling into an unintended all-night session. Work is constant and in many ways never-ending. There is always some issue to be solved, and when you have a consistent office routine, it's easier to leave what you do at the workplace. When you work from home, your office is where you live, so I'm constantly closing small pending tasks late at night before I go to bed or early in the morning when I really wanted to be refreshing or playing a quick game of chess. How to avoid overworking. You might need to trick yourself to take breaks and set clear start and end times. Even setting an actual timer to go off can help. Otherwise, you risk burnout. Here's a few more things that can help, especially after this pandemic is over. Set in-person appointments on your calendar for the end of the day to get yourself out of your home office or Maybe it's an appointment to, the, to go grocery shopping or some other important issue, or just to take a walk around the block. Maybe it's an appointment to read the next chapter of a book you're currently reading. As mentioned earlier, set up reminders to take breaks, even a recurring daily to-do list item, which emphasizes taking a walk. Use your clock settings to announce the time every hour, which helps remind you to stretch or refill your water glass. Be clear with your team, especially since they're somewhere else, on when you're leaving. For example, by making quick announcements inside your online mechanism and then actually shut down your computer, you can develop a bad habit of saying goodbye with the intention of signing off, then sticking around for another hour doing work. Stay on top of it.
This one is really important. Create physical boundaries between you and your workspace. The best thing is, if you have a dedicated office space, shut the office door or even lock it as if you're telling yourself, we are currently closed. If you don't have a dedicated office, even something as simple as putting your laptop out of sight when work has ended can help you avoid the temptation to lock back on. Or you can try partitioning off part of the room for work so it feels like a separate space. If your job description allows it, turn off notifications on your phone and computers so you're not pulled back into work after hours. Prioritizing work. While effective time management is important to all professionals, remote workers need to be self-motivated experts at time management because we don't have others constantly overlooking our work or managing our time for us. While every worker might find it difficult to stick to a schedule and manage their to-dos, it's especially challenging for remote workers who have more flexible, free-form days, as well as managers in a different part of the country or the world. Now, here's the tricky one. Managing your own day works, day's work is challenging. However, for some folks, there's the nagging temptation to watch one episode of your favorite show during your work break, tidy up the kitchen when you're procrastinating on a project, or take the dog for a walk because of their pleading look. All of a sudden, it's evening, and you have nothing to show for the day. While I'm not a big TV watcher, and my discipline has become pretty reliable, but there can still be issues that pull you from work. Watch out for them. They are like ghosts in the room, haunting you to notice them. How to make sure you get the most important work done. Do the hard stuff first, and save the easy stuff for last. Good old delayed gratification. Booms the rules. Be sure to handle your biggest, most important task, the one you are most likely to procrastinate on first thing when you start up work. Knock that thing out so you have that sense of accomplishment behind you, and you handle the possible challenge of it taking longer than you thought as well. Limit the number of tasks you plan to do each day. To avoid unnecessary time wasting and a never-ending day, make sure that you have it structured before you begin. And in the final analysis, your strength, energy, and health are the things that will get you through. Manage your output accordingly and get to know yourself thoroughly. When it's time to rest, you have to listen to your body. Interruptions. You gave a family pats, and or a doorbell time that you shouldn't have done. The good news is, when you work from home, you avoid co-workers dropping by your desk and other office interruptions. It's someone's birthday. Let's have cake in the break room, as an example. The bad news is, you'll likely have to deal with other kinds of interruptions and distractions at home, whether it's the UPS delivery person needing your signature or family members dropping by unannounced. It's especially hard if you have pets or very young kids who don't understand that they can see you, but you're not available to play. Repeatedly saying, no, daddy is working right now is painful. I worked out the details of this adjustment for many years and achieved a noteworthy balance because I had to. Another big one, 
finding good, a good place to take conference calls so that family doesn't interrupt and so that I don't have to wake a napping baby can also be an issue. I have a sign on my door which lets everyone know when I'm in focus mode. So when it's closed, everyone has learned the game, either for work or even recording this podcast. He will invite us in if he's not slammed. How to effectively deal with interruptions at home. There's no way to avoid all interruptions from your family, pets, delivery people, and neighbors. And sometimes they should interrupt you, like if your dog really needs to be let outside or your kid just got hurt. It's important to be clear, though, about the kinds of interruptions that are okay and which ones can wait. Loneliness and lack of human interaction. Sometimes, in many ways, your co-workers are your social circle. If you don't have family members home with you when you're working, you might have the opposite problem, isolation. Even with internet access and electronic tools, you might still develop cabin fever from being in the same place for too long all by yourself. It is too easy to get the habit of working from home all day, then remain in your home for the rest of that day and sometimes for continuous days going forward. People who work in shared offices experience impromptu watercolor moments, water cooler moments of interaction and maybe even share meals together or after work drinks. Remote workers, we often work coordinated with our teammates and perhaps have only our houseplants to talk to. Most importantly, it's about striking a balance. Include social breaks in your schedule. If you can, by working a few hours, then spending an hour or two doing something social outside of your home, such as lunch with friends, or, or then going back to work, or, or stopping by a convenience store to pick up. Under normal circumstances, just going out and grabbing a snack while chatting with the counterperson can be rejuvenating. Remote, remote work communication issues. When the bulk of your communication happens via, via email and text, it doesn't take much for bad blood to develop unless everyone is making their best effort to have synergy. Small misunderstandings that could have been nipped in the bud with a wink of an eye or a certain tone of voice can quickly snowball into drama. Remote work needs extra communication. The communication issue is compounded if some of your team works in an office, but you don't. You miss all those variety of discussions and meetings. The only real solution is to communicate as much as possible, clarifying anything that could be a misunderstanding, and to be proactive in speaking up. Time zone differences. Related to being or feeling out of the loop, those terrible time zone issues can be a monster. You might be waking up just when your teammate is going to bed. That means you can't always rely on your fellow team member to be available to answer a pressing question or solve any other immediate need. The solution? Adjust your time so your work schedule aligns with theirs. Working remotely, if it is to be successful, usually requires some overlap with the hours your coworkers are putting in. I found that I need a good four hours of overlap to avoid collaboration delays and feel like a team. That's not generally a problem if you're in Los Angeles working with someone in New York. 
But it's more of a challenge if, say, you're in Chicago working with someone in Copenhagen. There was no easy way around it. We just have to compromise. If it's with Copenhagen, working from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. local time, and Chicago working from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., just enough for the key and important hours of intersection. Remote workers need to be flexible when working with others in different time zones. Technology hiccups. Nothing makes a remote worker shake in fear as much as an internet outage, or perhaps when your computer breaks down. Both are your problems to solve. You need a stable and fast internet connection. Do your research ahead of time, but that still doesn't mean that the speed and stability is guaranteed, particularly in developing countries. Many public Wi-Fi hotspots can also be spotty, and even with a decent internet connection, video conferencing apps aren't always reliable, so virtual meetings can be a possible exercise in frustration. I'm glad I've stabilized for now, but I've seen some past challenges. For peace of mind and to avoid delays in your work, have a backup plan. A mobile hotspot device like a MiFi or a cell phone plan that allows tethering can save you when your internet goes out. A backup computer or maybe even a tablet can get you through the day until you can get your computer fixed. Either way, now that you are thinking about these challenges, maybe this brief set of tips, tools, and reminders will help you stay the course and get through this very unique set of circumstances we're all mired in. Most importantly, stay healthy, look on the bright side, and remember that this too shall pass. We will all appreciate our lives so much better when we begin living them fully again. Wishing you strength, success, and peace of mind as best you can achieve it. Keep on moving. Don't stop. Thank you for joining us again today for another episode of Round 12. May you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. May the worst days of your future be like the best days of your past. And may you continue to answer life's bell every time. Until we meet again, time!